Hi everyone, this is Danny. And this is Sharissa, ready to bring you Looking Up. Starting right after this song. Savior, 
It's Wednesday, the seventh of June. Can you believe it? Oh, amazing, amazing! Yeah, we're already halfway, halfway through, through the year. Halfway, halfway through twenty twenty three, and it's a beautiful day. But um, we're joined in studio today by the wonderful Pastor Danny and the wonderful producer Shell. And I actually just arrived. So. Oh, you are like right on time. <laughs> it's amazing it's how just amazing women are always just right on time, just and the, and the poor it. men are always struggling to come up with a good excuse of why they're late. <laughs> Yeah, well, anyway, we'll talk about that later. But how are you today, Pastor Dan? I'm praising the Lord on this beautiful, sunny, delicious afternoon. Amen. Well, it is a beautiful day and it's winter, mm. but it doesn't really feel doesn't too feel bad. Like it, In no. fact, I'm looking here, it's it's about 21 degrees I know, outside. I know, it feels like Brisbane. Brisbane amazing. winter, yeah. It's amazing. amazing. So all our Brisbane listeners, we feel the way you feel. Yeah. That's true. Well, as this is a live broadcast, we want you to know that we would love to hear from you. If you have any comments or questions that you'd like to add to our discussion today, feel free to text them to our program number here at the studio. It's 04-888-17624. That's 04-888-17624. And you'll want to keep that number handy later as we also have a giveaway Mm. that will be a prize for the first in. And I'll tell you more about that in the coming uh, breaks. But today, what are we doing? Well, we're going to continue where we've been over the last number of weeks, but today is a big day because we are going to take a look at a new section in this uh, series on the signs of Jesus coming. We're going to be looking at how the pendulum will swing and what the Bible says. We've been talking about this pendulum swing Mm -hmm. um, and sowing a few seeds here and there, but we're going to be talking about how it's all going to work, how history has had the pendulum swing, what's brought it about, and what the Bible has to say. Fascinating, fascinating, huge, huge, huge stuff coming up. <laughs> All right. Sounds like another big Bible study. Oh, huge, 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 huge. We, have, we only have big Bible studies uh, on this program. No little Bible studies here. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you missed last week's, you missed something good, and you can go back and check it out on our website, faithfm.com.au where you can find the Looking Up program and all the past episodes are there as podcasts. And we Mm. encourage everyone not just to check the website but to download the app because I was even on my way here trying to get a signal and it wasn't very good. So if you have the app, you don't have to do what I just did. You can just, um, yeah, tune in wherever you are as long as you have data. But I was driving my mum's car today, so (laughs) that's why. Thanks to Apple, we have apps. I couldn't uh, use my app on this. But anyhow, (laughs) let's enjoy Matt and Josie Minicus bring to us Gentle Jesus. This is a beautiful song and these are wonderful singers. Enjoy. Suffer 
Matt and Josie Minicus mm. bringing to us Gentle Jesus. What a beautiful song. Beautiful singing, beautiful gentle, voice. Just a gentle yeah. song. Just like the beautiful voice that leads us into the welcome each and every week from your sister. Ah, yeah, that's just a like, that, That's voice. just angelic. That literally is an angelic voice. And I don't use that word lightly. I mean, it's just incredible. And we probably need to uh, give our listeners... Um, uh, for those who enjoy that voice and you want to hear more of that voice, apart from, you know, the odd occasion that you hear it here on Faith FM, she's got like a couple of CDs, hasn't she? She does. Malita. She does. And she even has a website. But Does I, she? Could you give the details? I could Absolutely. do that. I'm just looking it up right now. It's malitafongmusicithink.com. So I'm okay. just double checking that. And it looks like it's working. So MarlitaFongMusic.com, M-A-R-L-E-T-A-F-O-N-G, music, and then .com. Okay, that can maybe be a code word. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think people might struggle to spell. No, but yeah, that's, oh. it's, so on that website, they can um, access her music or find yeah. or find the details of how they can get hold of her music, I guess, through yes. iTunes. And I said that wrong. It's MarlitaFong.com. MarlitaFong.com. Yeah. Okay, that's wonderful. Yeah, beautiful music, beautiful music. Yeah, well, Pastor Danny. Well, my dear friend Charissa, before we get into the craziness of this world, tell us how is Judah going? Everybody wants to know how Judah's going. I think we missed out the last week or two finding (laughs) out. I don't know if you and Justin talked about Judah. We didn't. You didn't, so people need to hear an update. He's probably like running, jumping. Judah is five months old. 22 weeks, if you're counting the weeks like I am. <laughs> uh, 22 weeks, five months old, and his favorite thing to do right now is stand up. Wow. He stands all the time. Wow, at 22 weeks? Yep. He just wants to stand. And when he stands up, he puts his arms out like in the form of a cross. Wow. <laughs> and he goes everywhere like that. <laughs> so I, when I carry him around the house, that's how I carry him. I carry him facing forwards and his legs are straight and his arms are out and he's walking everywhere. He's embracing the world. Yeah, that's he's it. He's embracing the if world. If you see him, you, he, you think that he wants to hug you, but yeah. he's actually just trying to balance. <laughs> is, is he a shy little boy? Because a lot of kids are a little bit shy. I, um, I think he might be a little bit shy, but he's also a bit, he likes people, it seems. And he's always smiling. You were showing me he's some photos smiling, the other day. Yeah, he he's just smile. always smiling. He does smile. He doesn't always talk to strangers, but as soon as we hop in the car to go home from church, he's got a lot to say, so... Well, I'm you know, looking forward to learning more about what he's like. <laughs> oh, you know what? There's, you know, you, in order to keep that smile on his face, ensure he doesn't listen in and tune into the looking up show. Well, no. no. That's true, actually. He might cry. If he he has us. <laughs> no, well, the good news about the looking up show is that we focus on the second coming of Jesus. And Amen. that's why we call it the looking up show, because it really is. You know, pretty pretty down and depressing when you think about you know mm. the world, mm. and you know we just highlight some of the some of the main news stories as they connect to Bible prophecy That's each right. and every week. You know, we we sort of deal with you know a handful, mm-hmm. uh, but how much stuff is actually going on? It's uh. it's it's beyond. It, it's beyond every, belief. Every Wednesday I go home and I think we haven't got much time left because no, <laughs> no, no, we no. talk about that all what's hour, happening. The, the <laughs> hour, well, the front cover. 
of Time magazine. Oh, here we go. I got here we this, go. Your favorite magazine. The front cover of Time magazine it? says it all. Like, okay. I got this in the letterbox today before I left home. Okay. You read it for our listeners. Wow. <laughs> the end of humanity and it's highlighted the A and the I in humanity. AI, how real is the risk? I'm really interested to find out more about that. Wow. I'm telling you. So this is on the front cover of Time magazine, The End of Humanity. And I've been... um. I've been doing a little bit of um, listening in to some of the podcasts that are coming out on AI just to try and get my head around it because I really yeah. had no idea what AI was all about. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I'd heard a little bit about it um, like most people and I'd heard about this chat GPT business and, yeah. um, and just last week uh, after the show, I go and connect with my good friend Lyle, Lyle Southwell, who is a, a familiar voice on Faith FM. Yeah. Um, he's now moved on to greener pastures from the radio morning breakfast show. No, just kidding. <laughs> he's moved on to weeds. <laughs> um, no, he's, he's, he's done a great job as our North New South Wales Conference Evangelist Coordinator. And so I was catching up with him last week after the show. And he says to me, Danny, um, have you, have you, you know, done any work on chat GPT? And I've said, yeah, I've kind of heard of it, but I've never done anything. I don't really know how it works. I've never downloaded it. And so anyway, he, he, he told me, um, you know, how to download it, sent me this link. And I went home that evening and I downloaded ChatGPT. I don't know. Have you ever tapped into ChatGPT? I have downloaded you used it? it, no, but I okay. was talking to someone about it. So, All right, so anyway, so this is what I throw into ChatGPT. I wrote these words, right? It's, it's similar to Google. Okay, mm-hmm. It kind of works on a similar principle except for it spits out information like within seconds. So I wrote... Write a bio for Danny Malenkov, <laughs> SDA pastor and evangelist. That's uh-huh. all I wrote in there. Pressed enter. Uh-huh. And have mercy, it spat this Whoa. whole page out. Are you kidding me? I, 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 That's I, a whole page I'm I'm telling you, I could not have read written. Us, read us. <laughs> I'll read a bit of it. This is so flowery and so positive, it makes me look a hundred times better than what I am. I'm like going to be reading this to my wife every single day. <laughs> this is what it's. Uh, this is how it starts off with. This is this is this is for real. Fair income. Not making this stuff up. Pastor Danny Malenkov is a highly esteemed Seventh Day Adventist pastor and evangelist based in Australia, with a deep-rooted passion for sharing the message of the gospel and a burning desire to lead others to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He has dedicated his life wow. to serving God and impacting the lives of countless individuals. Hailing from a diverse background, Pastor Danny brings a rich tapestry of experiences and perspectives to his ministry. He obtained a bachelor's degree in theology from a renowned theological institution. I laughed. Avondale <laughs> is a renowned theological institution. I shouldn't, I shouldn't laugh. Um, equipping him with a solid biblical foundation and a comprehensive understanding of SDA doctrine. His unwavering commitment to studying and interpreting the scriptures has helped, has shaped his ministry and empowered him to effectively communicate the transformative power of God's word. And it goes on. It goes on in that vein. Wow. So you're telling me that this, and I'm looking at it now, it's, it's over a page, and this looks like size 14, but still. Yeah, it is. It's size 14. So a, a full page of size 12. And, and this was just what the internet... In 10 seconds. In 10 seconds. In 10 wrote seconds. about you. I wrote about me. It scoured the whole internet. How does it do that? I don't know. This is where we are, sister. I'm telling you. This is phenomenal. I'm amazed. This all happened in 10 seconds. 
Yeah, I would like to know what they could do in 20. Oh. Probably write a book on you. <laughs> so imagine, so imagine the capabilities of AI now. This is like That's all scary. all at the early stages. Well, no okay? one needs to write their own resume anymore. No, you don't. This is the I could not write anything as flowery and and as It's really well written. Very well. I could never do this How myself. How did it do that? I've got no idea, my friend. So does that mean that kids don't have to do their homework anymore? I'm telling you, this they is They could just Yeah. You just type in. You, you don't know. even have to use your brain. You don't need to use your brain. This wow. is a brain. This is I'm the first mechanical computer brain that is able to think for you. That's amazing. Okay. I'm telling you. This this is amazing. and look, it even it even pointed out, like, you know, I've got an interest in health and well being. Yeah. Right? And I do, you know, I do I do seminars on health and well being. Mm-hmm. It's a big mm-hmm. passion and interest of mine. And and I have an interest in community service mm-hmm. and so forth. And it put and it, there? it put just I'll read this paragraph. Pastor Danny's ministry extends beyond the pulpit as he actively engages in community service initiatives. He firmly believes in the SDA church's emphasis on holistic well being promoting a balanced approach to health and wellness. He encourages his congregation to prioritize physical, mental, and spiritual health and actively advocates for healthy lifestyle choices. I couldn't have written that better myself. That is like to a T. So, okay. I'm telling you, my friends, if you would look at Sharissa's face, you would be like, this woman is stumped. I've never seen her stump like this. And I was like I'm shocked. I'm really frustrated because you spend your whole life trying to write things and now the internet can do it better than you in a short space of time. Uh, this was funny. This was funny. Check this out. Check this. It doesn't get everything quite right, kind of. This was funny. Throughout his ministry, Pastor Danny has embraced technology and utilized... <laughs> <laughs> Why are we laughing? We all laugh. And has embraced technology and utilized various media platforms to spread the gospel message. I guess radio is a media platform. You know, I'm using, you know, YouTube now. I'm on YouTube and whatever else. So even though I'm not generating this because I've got no idea other than to turn your computer on um, and to... And to type into Chat GT, GPT in Google, but um. So what does that stand for? Chat GPT. I've got no idea what Chat GPT stands for, but okay, it's um, But there's a lot of these AI. Um, you know, like you had, you got Google and you got other search engines. Well, yeah. there's a lot of similar ones that are jumping on. This is the number one profit making um, tech industry right now. Right now. Um, Billions and billions of dollars are being invested in Silicon Valley. And guess who's leading the charge? What? The Canadians are leading the charge. Wow. And Justin Trudeau, he's right behind it 100%. That is so interesting. So anyway. Speaking of which, have you heard much about deep fake? Um, yeah, I have a little bit. It's it's in line with this. Yeah. It's, do you want to tell us a little bit about it? I'm well, telling you, well, folks, this, this radio program today is just on another level. If I'm understanding deepfake technology correctly, where they can make uh, videos of you supposedly saying things and doing things, but yeah. it's not you yeah, and yeah. you never said it, yeah. but they can make you appear like you said it and it looks just like you on the video. Absolutely. That's scary. Absolutely. I've, I've got here an article. This is from earlier this year. It's in March. But still, the demand for deepfake pornography is exploding. We aren't ready for this assault on consent. Yeah, and that's why they're calling. That's why they're calling AI the Wild West. Mm. The Wild West. There have been. There was a congressional hearing um, where where the U.S. government roped in a number of the AI, you know, gurus um, to to really grill them over over where things are at, and basically they're kind of like. 
yeah, this could really get out of hand, um, but we're going to do our best to use it in a positive way. I mean, it's like it's it's like nuclear. It's like nuclear energy. Yeah. Right. Nuclear. We've got nuclear powered reactors. Yeah. Okay, and they, you know, they power, you know, provide power for thousands, millions of people. But if something goes wrong with that nuclear reactor, as it did with Chernobyl, mm-hmm. um, as as we had in Japan um, when that tsunami came through after the earthquake, um, as we have with, you know, over 10,000 nuclear warheads in the world, the positives can easily be outweighed by the negatives when it comes For to technology. Sure. And what they're saying is potentially in the next two or three years, if AI continues on the trajectory that it does, about 300 million people in the world are going to be out of a job. I can see that. Yeah, well, teachers, what do you need teachers for? What do you need yeah. teachers for? You know, what do you need lawyers for to, to write up, you know, um, you know, what do you call it? Why do you, you need know? to do your homework anymore? Exactly. Why do we need someone on Faith FM? Yeah. Why don't we just get the chat bot to, you know, punch out punch out different different language and different things um, regarding what's going on and maybe do a 10 times better job than, than we could. So yeah. this is where we are and... Um, yeah, it's 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 really a scary industry, and so. they're saying what they're saying based on the things I've been hearing. This is the next big thing since the advent of the internet. Mm-hmm. The I next think you're big right thing about that. And so, Elon Musk, if I'm if I'm correct, he's voiced some serious. Yeah, well, about well, there's it. about a hundred. There's a hundred um, uh, individuals in that industry, including Elon Musk and and some others. That are saying we at least need a six month moratorium on it. We need to press the pause button for six months um, in order to get our heads around what this is, how we can provide legislation, and how we can provide some boundaries and some some fences. Yeah. So, so this uh, wild child, to use to use that kind of language, um, doesn't get out, you know, and doesn't cause a muck mm-hmm. because. You know, this transhumanism as well, which mm-hmm. is a big deal. There's a guy called Noah Yuvali or something. Um, he's part of the World Economic Forum. And anyway, he's like saying we can become like God, hmm. um, where we merge, where we merge technology, AI, with human beings. It's called transhumanism. Mm. And when I heard all that, uh, I was like thinking, this is the Tower of Babel. This is the flood. This is this is where humans get to when they go completely out of control, and that is when God has to intervene. So this is one of the biggest signs for me that we are nearing the end. Oh, yeah, not kidding. I totally agree with you, and as I we're just talking about it now, in a time and an age where we don't really have to think anymore, God no, is appealing don't. to us to use mm. our brains, mm. <laughs> and he's given to us his word that doesn't change, and we can dig into it, and we can see for ourselves that we can put our trust in Him, and we should we should follow His word. And that alone, not the internet. <laughs> no, and and God's word alone is going to be what we have to stand on because God's word alone, foundation. exactly. Otherwise, how do you know what's true and what's exactly. not? Exactly, that's what concerns me yeah. about all this. Mm. Ah, so much. All right, well, we've got lots more to talk about still, but Paul Sultana. What a last name, Sultana. <laughs> He's going to bring to us I Wait. This is going to be an interesting song, so enjoy. Paul Sultana, I Wait. Oh, restless heart, do not grow weary. Hold on to faith and wait. 
the God of love, He will not tarry. No, He is never late. Oh, restless heart, do not grow weary. Hold on to faith and wait. The God of love, He will not tarry. His light is shining through. Though dim I am, still a reflection of His mercy and His truth. So I wait in the promise. I wait in the hope. Yes, I wait. I wait in the power. 
Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. listening to the Looking Up program on June the 7th. If you're listening live, it's June the 7th, Wednesday afternoon. And uh, we've got so much to talk about. But before we continue, we want to let our listeners know about the prize giveaway for today. We have five copies of this book available. Uh, It's entitled God's Holy Word, Is It Still Worth Dying For? And this is a compilation from an author named Ellen G. White. And I'll just read you the first part of the blurb here. It says, Champions for Truth. Researchers say at least 10,000 different religions exist around the world. Just one of those, Christianity, is divided into a further 34,000 different denominations. Talk about hodgepodge. Talk about confusion. The Bible speaks of only one God and one church. So why do the world's... And one Bible. And one Bible, true. So why do the world's nearly 7 billion people worship thousands of gods in 10,000s of churches? One great effort of God's great enemy is to sow never-ending division and confusion. The devil masterfully counterfeits truth, compromises it with error, and if necessary, frightens God's followers into abandoning their beliefs to save their earthly lives. During what we call the Dark Ages, the enemy used counterfeiting, compromising, and frightening tactics to create a whole false system of religion that hardly resembled Christ's original church. And so if you want to get a look at this book, this book will detail the events of the great Protestant Reformation, talking about the boldness of men such as Wycliffe, Huss, Jerome, Luther, and others who stripped away layers of falsehoods and Exposed God's truth again. Sounds like a book that people will enjoy. It's a very good book. A very very good, good book. Very informative and encouraging, and it'll help you know help people understand why there is so many uh, different denominations out there. Because people do ask that question. You know, if there's one Bible, um, if there's one Christian faith, why are there so many faiths out there, and with very different views on on some fundamental Bible teachings? Absolutely. So, folks, just keep listening to this station, and at the appropriate time coming up, we're going to release the code word. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, the number to keep handy is zero four eight 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 one seven six two four zero four triple eight one seven six two four. And we'll give you that code word shortly. We will. Now, there is another giveaway. Oh, we yes. have, yes. Um, it's um, on the Sabbath. We've got this uh, book called The Sabbath Gift. And it's a special only for the month of June. Oh, wow. So, yeah, if, 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 you, if you've got questions regarding the Sabbath or you'd like to learn more about the Sabbath and the blessings that God has given to humanity through the Sabbath mm-hmm. that God gave to us at creation, then text uh, the word Sabbath, S-A-B-B-A-T-H. Just text that word Sabbath at any time to the phone number. Yes. That we have. So do you want to repeat that phone number again? Zero four eight 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 one seven six two four. So just text the word Sabbath 
and that book will be sent to you, the Sabbath gift. Also, we want to give people the opportunity to take the challenge. Take the cha- You know what the Sabbath challenge is? Tell us. The Sabbath challenge is where you take the month of June, and we're kind of already had one Sabbath, mm-hmm. so there's three Sabbaths left, which is really great, and uh, you have the opportunity to yeah practice uh, the blessings of the Sabbath from Friday sunset to Saturday sunset for that 24-hour period. Just practice the Sabbath blessing. Get the little book. The little book will give you some guidance and some instructions if you're not familiar with the with the Sabbath. Or you can go online, and there's plenty of material online on the Internet um, to help you to know how you can enjoy the Sabbath, how you can enjoy the blessings of the Sabbath. And and maybe in the, in the weeks to come, even maybe today, we might share a little bit about the Sabbath and what we love most about the Sabbath. That sounds fantastic. I would definitely challenge our listeners to take up the Sabbath challenge. And then they can tell us. If some are giving it a go for the first time and you've never... And you've never tried the Sabbath challenge? Um, yeah, give it a go, and we'd love to hear from you some of your experiences, That's and we'll right. share them. We'll share them on air and encourage others as well. Love it. Psalm thirty-four, verse eight: Oh, taste and see that the mm. Lord is good. Amen. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. So, taste Amen. and see. Have yeah. a go. Yeah, Try it, it out. A go. Give it a go. Love it. Well, Pastor Danny, we were talking about um, AI, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were just recognizing we are living in an amazing. Changing different world. Yeah. And what's fascinating, Sharice, oh, sorry, carry on. That was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, what I was going to say is the the guys behind AI and those that are sort of getting their heads around this technology are all saying this one thing. They're saying this technology is moving at the speed of light, yeah. not the speed of sound, uh, but the speed of light. They're saying that it is moving so, so quickly that you know they're they're not quite sure you know where it's going to go to next like mm-hmm. in the near foreseeable future and so this reminds me of the words of Jesus when he talked about the labor pains you know you've been there and other women that have given birth you know they've been there and they know that those labor pains they they come closer mm-hmm. together as in you know the frequency shortens as the baby's about to be delivered and the severity mm-hmm. As well, intensifies. So we know that from the analogy that Jesus gave us. And, you know, a woman that you're familiar with, that I'm familiar with, that is the great, great, great grandmother of your husband, Justin, Ellen White, she has this famous statement where she speaks of the end of time in these words. She says, the last movements will be rapid ones. And that's in the context of the end of time. Mm. And so, when you see what's going on, when I feel things are moving fast are. already, but well, look, it'll get well, faster. Look, I mean, this is the front cover of Time Magazine. We only, uh, I mean, AI is something that's been talked about for a long time. I mean, you had the movie Terminator um, that that popularized this idea, you know, of um, of robots taking over humanity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's it's just been science fiction. You know, mm-hmm. the the domain of Hollywood. But now it's no longer science fiction. Now it's like real everyday life experience. And so this front cover of Time Magazine, The End of Humanity, and as you pointed out, in humanity, the words A and I are in bold. Uh, yeah, it's very, very clever. And basically that's, that's what they're saying. They're mm-hmm. saying that it's not just, it's not that robots are necessarily going to take over, but what about, you know, what, what, what if you produce um, bots that, that, that are able to get their fingers um, into, you know, the nuclear codes um, of, of, of the nations, the eight or nine nations that have, you know, nuclear weapons. 
And not just that, but, you know, everything runs on our computer systems. I mean, the water, the gas, the electricity, trains, transport, you name it, there is nothing. Banking, everything runs on the internet. It's true. So if these, if AI decides to go rogue, if there is one, you know, decides to go rogue and decides to shut down the internet, and it and it will have capacity to do that because it can scan the whole internet and find a way to do it. Mate, we're we're up the creek. <laughs> Without a paddle. Without a paddle. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so much to talk about. Uh, we have heard from some of our listeners. I, I had asked you before, do we know what GPT stands for? And someone looked it up. Um, Michelle has texted us uh-huh. and she says, generated pre-trained transformer. Wow, there you go. Chat GPT. And then someone else uh, just said, looking up from John, can Pastor Danny try the chat GPT on Sharissa and I see did. what happens during I the did. break? <laughs> Should I read a little bit of it? I've got to read a bit read of it. A little bit. In response to John. This is, this is what it says about Sharissa. I was Charissa. blown away. This is what it said in Sharissa. Spat this out like in 10 seconds, not even, maybe under. Sharissa, and I put in her maiden name, which was Fong, and she's now Tarosian, so I put in both so I could do a good Good, good check. Is a dedicated individual serving as the prayer coordinator and speaker at the Seventh Day Adventist Church in New South Wales, Australia. With a passion for fostering spiritual growth and connecting with the community through prayer, Sharissa has become a valued member of the church and a source of inspiration for many. How long has this existed? This, <laughs> this thing. Having been involved in the SDA church for several years, only several, (laughs) Sharissa's commitment to prayer has played a pivotal role in enhancing the spiritual journey. Pivotal. Pivotal. What a word. As the prayer coordinator, she diligently diligently organizes and and leads various prayer initiatives within the church, empowering Wow. Is that word? Empowering members to deepen their relationship with God through regular communication with Him. Through her guidance and support, wow, she's, I'm telling you, it gets even better. Sharissa has helped individuals and groups develop a stronger prayer life, fostering an environment of spiritual I connectivity with within the congregation. <laughs> it just goes on and on, and this is how it finishes. Well, we'll skip the next four or five paragraphs, and this is how it finishes. Sharissa's unwavering commitment to prayer, her impactful speaking ability, and she's a great speaker. That's not, that's, that's, that, that's very true. I've heard her. I love her speaking. And her genuine heart for service make her an invaluable asset to the New South Wales SDA Church. I'm going to send what? this to the president. The president <laughs> needs to know this. She is an invaluable asset I'm to the New South Wales I'm amazed at his choice of SDA. words. I know. Through her leadership and dedication, she continues to inspire and uplift individuals, strengthening their spiritual journey and fostering a deeper connection with God. And we all said, amen, hey, what do you reckon, Shell? That's just, (laughs) I mean, that's just next level. Yeah, that's amazing. I'll I'll send this to your husband just in case he's not aware of how good you are. Oh, what a wonderful person. And so this is chat GPT. That's amazing, isn't it? It is. It is quite amazing. Well, there's lots more to talk about. There is. The there world. is. Yes. Let's go. Let's let, let's move beyond chat GPT. And um, yeah, there's a number of things. Uh, look, people are doing it tough. Oh, uh, there was another the rate, interest yeah. another interest rate rise. Yeah. And um, so we're up to 4.1%, which is the official RBA Reserve it's Bank an 11-year high, is that correct? Um, I'm not sure if it's there yet, but it oh, will be soon, okay. potentially. I think at 4.25 or something mm-hmm, it will mm-hmm. be. But anyway, um, this is like the 12th hike since mm. May last year. And 
if you are now moving off your cheap, cheap, cheap home loan that you, say, jumped into two, three, four, two, three years ago whenever you signed up, and you're now having to jump on to a new home loan, for a fit for a five hundred thousand dollar loan, you'd be paying an extra fifteen thousand dollars a year in interest payments. Mm. Fifteen thousand dollars a year for a seven fifty thousand dollar loan, twenty two and a half thousand. And if you've got a one million dollar loan, as some of our listeners who are living in Sydney, Melbourne, or Brisbane may have, you're looking at thirty thousand extra dollars per year. And that's impossible in interest. In interest, that's how much it's gone up. So your home loan would have doubled. I was watching a news uh, uh, report last night and there's so many people homeless now. Oh, yeah, yeah. People living in their cars. um, People accessing, um, (coughs) excuse me, don't worry about Maybe some of our listeners are going through this. Yeah, they could be, you know, um, know, people who run food pantries, Mm -hmm. they are run off their feet. Um, and so there are more and more people seeking food, shelter. Praise God and for other food services. pantry programs. And yeah. you guys have got one, haven't we you? Do. do you want to do you want to give a plug for the Hamilton those? food yeah. pantry? Happens every Thursday here in Newcastle, Hamilton, on the um, corner of Lindsay Street and Steele Street. It's That's in the Hamilton Hamil- Seventh Day Adventist Church, in the church hall there. And yeah, from about four o'clock to five o'clock, we open, and you can come in and get uh, yeah. Some food. Mm, fantastic. Do you guys still provide For a meal? low cost. Do you guys uh, still provide There is a, meal? a community meal at five o'clock. Okay, so they can have a meal and then get some get some food items for the rest of the week. That's right. Yeah, very, very powerful. Now, on to some other news, and we'll definitely probably need to be going into our next... Um, but what, what's made big news this week here in Australia is um, the release of Kathleen Folbig. Did you come across that story? <laughs> I don't know no. the story. Tell she me about was, it. She was convicted of murdering her four young children. I saw it on a newspaper. Um, and she spent 20 years in Didn't jail and she received a pardon. So she hasn't been exonerated. I think but the she newspaper said mother pardon. of all pardons. Yes, yes. That, that, that'd be a good headline. So she spent 20 years in jail and she was released, I think, on Monday mm-hmm. by the um, you know, the New South Wales Attorney General. He asked um, the... Who was it? Um, anyway... The, the person who, who was able to provide a pardon um, to her. And uh, so, yeah, so she was pardoned. And this reminded me, I mean, you know, she hasn't been, she hasn't been cleared. She's just simply been pardoned. However, you know, she's always maintained her innocence. And now there is a reasonable doubt. And that's the reason why she was let go, because there's this new evidence, this new scientific evidence that we now have access mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. that we didn't have, you know, 20 years ago, that suggests, well, uh, the evidence is that there is reasonable doubt that she actually murdered her children regarding, mm. because there was some genetic um, disposition that they had to, especially the two boys, I think it was, to, you know, dying um, at, a wow. pre- at a premature age. Wow. And so this reminded me of Lindy Chamberlain, mm-hmm. you know, back in the 1980 when she was convicted, um, well, 1982 when the dingo took her baby. Mm-hmm. She was fully exonerated and she was paid out wow, in you know, compensation by the Northern Territory Government. Yeah. yeah that's a that's an amazing uh, current news story. Yeah, comparing that is. It with what happened is. to poor Lindy. Uh, well, look, we're going to have to continue our conversation after this song by Crowder, My Sweet Lord, featuring Emmylou Harris. And so we'll enjoy this song and continue our uh, conversations on these things after. 
Well, I imagine, imagine she is, really is innocent. She's claimed her innocence. And there wasn't any... They, they basically utilised circumstantial evidence. There was no evidence of her smothering the children or anything like that. But she wrote in her diary that, you know, she was so sad that they had died. She felt responsible for their death and everything. And they used that to convict her. And she said, no, it wasn't my doing, you know. I love my kids. Her husband didn't believe her, so her husband believed that she did. But, yeah, she spent 20 years. Kathleen Folby. F-O-L-B-I-G. And, um, yeah. So she had not been acquitted of the crimes. Look at that. Listening to Crowder, My Sweet Lord, 
And we are here on the Looking Up program. And I think at this point, should we give away the code mm, word now? Indeed, okay. indeed. So indeed. we mentioned before, today's uh, giveaway is a little booklet, uh, book compiled, uh, a compilation of the writings of Ellen G. White. It's entitled, God's Holy Word, Is It Still Worth Dying For? And if you want to hear more about it, it's basically talking about um, some of those in history who were willing to give up their lives for the preservation of the books that we cherish today, God's Holy Word. So we have five copies of this book available, and the code word is, all you have to do to get it is be the first five people to text in this code word. The code word is LU23HOLY. That's the letters LU, the numbers 23, and the word holy. LU23 holy. If you text that in and you're one of the first five people to do so, we will send this book off for you to enjoy. Mm, wonderful, wonderful. And did you want to give that Sabbath plug again? Yeah, sure. Um, if you are interested in the book on the Sabbath, just <clears throat> just text in the word Sabbath, S-A-B-B-A-T-H, Sabbath, to the same phone number that we have given you already that you might want to repeat. 0488817624. And you'll get that book and you can um, yeah take on board the Sabbath challenge if you so desire and you will be thoroughly blessed. As Charissa said, Psalm 34 verse 8. I taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusteth in him. And the Sabbath is a blessing. That's right. So and try it's it. a good blessing. So try there it. There we go. Taste yeah, and absolutely. see. Absolutely. Can't go wrong. All right. So we were talking about an amazing uh, news case that was just out. You were sharing about um, yeah, just on Monday, Kathleen Folbig, and I. I had no idea. All I had seen was a newspaper title mm. as I was paying for petrol. But uh, yeah, you want to add anything else to that? Well, I think it's. Uh, I think it's really fascinating uh, that um, you know we have, and I was just reading, you know, the Attorney General. So the the New South Wales. As I pointed out, the New South Wales Attorney General, Michael Daly, um, he met with the New South Wales Governor. Oh, he met with the New South Wales Governor, um, Margaret Beasley, and he recommended that she exercise the royal prerogative of mercy and grant the prisoner an unconditional pardon. Wow. Now, that language, that language reminded me of God. Who, who gives us forgiveness, who grants us forgiveness. You know, it's, it's forgiveness without any strings attached. When we confess our sins, 1 John 1, 9, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And it's interesting that the New South Wales governor has what is referred to as royal prerogative in order to grant mercy and and to release a prisoner, you know, mm. with an unconditional pardon. And so, you know, it's wonderful that she has been released. And mm. um, like I said, um, this doesn't mean this doesn't mean that her conviction um, has has been you know has been taken out of the way. You know, she's she hasn't been acquitted of the crimes, and her convictions are not yet displaced. But they are but they will be working toward that. So, But it really does um, remind us of the fact that in the human system, um, you know, there's still a lot more to be lived out in this story, but in this human system where we err, where we make mistakes, um, people like this lady, Kathleen, can spend 20 years in jail, <coughs> excuse me, 
after losing four of her children. Um, imagine the, the pain and the mm. suffering. And like I said, it reminded me of Lindy Chamberlain. Absolutely. You know, she lost her baby, you know, her and her husband. They had two, two boys at the time. Um, they, they lost their precious little girl, Azaria Chamberlain, that was taken by a dingo. And at first they were believed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was some evidence that was brought and it was just a, a real disaster of a case. Um, and, you know, the, the Northern Territory acknowledged that and there were apologies that were, that were given. She was released when what she said, uh, the baby, baby Azaria was wearing this jumpsuit was actually found at Ayers Rock when they were searching for a missing climber that had, you know, sadly lost his life. Um, Imagine whilst, if that had never been found. If that had never been found, that one item that she always claimed was on Baby Azaria that yeah. that the prosecution denied, she never would have been released until, you know, um, a, a later time maybe when she would have served her sentence or if she would have been, you know, if she would have received you know, less um, as sometimes is the case, but she still would have been in jail. Amazing. So, yeah, it just, it just shows you that as humans we can get things wrong, and we often do, but God will never get things wrong. And I love what the Bible says yeah. um, in Revelation. In Revelation it, it says in chapter 15 um, that at the end of time, you know, all at the throne of God will acknowledge that God is righteous, that God is good, and um, that he is just. And mm. I might just read that um, mm. because this is really powerful. It's very reassuring to know that one day justice um, will, be, will be issued by the God of the universe who is just. He is merciful. He is kind. He is truthful. It says here, um, Revelation 15, 3 to 4, it says, And they were singing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, Mm. O King of the nations. Who will not fear you, Lord, and glorify your name, for you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous deeds or your righteous judgments have been revealed or manifested. Amazing. And you know, the Revelation 14, those three angels' messages mm. reminding us that we're living in the hour of God's judgment. Mm, indeed. What a relief to know that God is just. Indeed. Indeed. And, yeah. Very, very powerful. So anyway, we wish Kathleen all the best as she, you know. Um, yeah, I was just reading as you were talking before. This is, you know, first time out in the world after mm, 20 years. 20 years. And she was looking at a television, the article said, and she said, wow, it's got so many capabilities. <laughs> <laughs> a flat screen TV. Wait till she gets into chat GPT. <laughs> oh, wait until she gets hold of a smartphone. I'm not sure. Oh, I'm not true. sure if they're allowed smartphones. I'm not sure what they're allowed and what they're not allowed in prison. No, I don't. Um, but yeah, I mean, just all these new so experiences much. that yeah. she'll now have that she can explore, new foods, new, mm-hmm. you know, just... The world's a very different place now than 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's take a look at a few other things um, uh, that are going on right now. So this 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 is all part of, of where we'll be going this week with the time that we have remaining after we finish a few of these news stories and, and in the weeks uh, ahead. But this pendulum swing that we've been talking about, and really we're at a point where things are going so far to the left um, so so far to the left. Every and week pe- it goes further. It goes. It goes every further. Let me just share with you. This this is where parents are start are going to start really losing losing their handle. They're going to start getting very irate. This was from 
um, the Daily Mail. And uh, this only happened May 29 is the, is the headline. And the headline is, Year 7 students are urged to question their gender identity as part of a well-being program. Is this Parents in Australia? Parents left fuming in Australia, in the city that I grew up in, in Melbourne, wow. in the city of Northcote, wow. a public high school. Okay? Oh. So this high school, they have... Uh, well, well, let me just read to you a little bit of this article. Australian students as young as 12 have been encouraged to explore new gender identities without their parents' knowledge. Move, the move is part of a well-being program for students running in multiple states to help bolster their mental health. Okay. But some teachers and students claim that well-being coordinators, that's what they're called, well-being coordinators, you know, they're on six-figure salaries many of them, so they're they're paid a a decent amount, are going too far. It says, in one example, a year seven class at Northcote High School in Melbourne was emailed a quiz by its wellbeing department in March, which asked students if they wanted to try out new gender identities and pronouns. Imagine you had a child and they would receive this as an email from their from their well-being, from their well-being coordinator, and you had no idea. Mm. It says the survey was sent to direct director students, many of whom were only 12 years old, without the knowledge of parents. Many received it when they had only been at the school for five weeks and are understood to have a poor overall understanding of sexuality. Okay, these are year seven students, mm-hmm. okay? They've gone from primary school into the into the big world of high school. You know what it was like going from primary school to high school. It's a different Jeez, world. Yeah. It's a different world. And um, and it said, you know, the well-being team have created a survey for students who would like to be known as a different name, gender, or use different pronouns. And and it went on. I won't take the time to read uh, the rest of this article, but it went on to encourage the students to keep this on the quiet. So your parents don't need to know. We're here to support you at the school. We'll keep this in-house. We'll keep this away from the ears and the eyes of your parents. Wow. So, you know, this is, it's, and parents, parents, um, this is, this is what one parent, um, what one parent had to say. They wanted to remain anonymous because these days, if you speak out publicly with your name attached to it, you can be vilified. You can get receive all sorts of hate speech on your Facebook, Twitter, whatever. You know, um, so a lot of people are very threatened. And it says, "This is what this parent said. It feels as though there's been an institutional ideological capture, and people are no longer thinking rationally or making evidence-based decisions in relation to this issue." And this person, this parent is like, how can this be happening at school? How can this be happening at school? That's really scary. Um, I was watching before I came in today the testimony of a young lady, Chloe Cole. Have you heard of her? Uh, I think I have. So she she, uh, made the decision at the age of 13 to transition from being a girl to being a boy. She had gender reassignment surgery and all. uh, She underwent the surgery and hormones and had a double mastectomy but she says now she she wasn't satisfied in that identity and she transitioned back she's now 18 and she's now going public with her testimony Mm -hmm. and she says no kid is equipped to make this kind of decision yeah it's true she's right it's true yeah no they're not they're they're not equipped um for this now here's another crazy story this is a seventh grader okay so young 12 year old who 
said he wanted to speak up for his rights and his views and share his opinions. So he said, you know, there's um, there's rainbow flags and there's all sorts of, um, you know, uh, gay pride material and advertising at his school. So mm-hmm. he said he's fine with that. He doesn't have a problem with that. Um, but he wanted to sort of share his own opinions and his own beliefs. And so he came to school, obviously either a, it was a state school or, you know, without a uniform. They didn't have a uniform policy. And he came to a school wearing a T-shirt with five words on it. These were the five words. There are only two genders. <laughs> so he had that on his T-shirt. Yeah. And he was told by school teachers that he had to take it off um, or they would have to escort him off to school property. And so he didn't want to take it off. And so his father was, was called. And so he got taken out of school. Um, he had to leave the school as a result of that. Now, him and his dad and his family are taking the school to court because they're hmm. saying the First Amendment has been breached. You know, I have a right to express my opinion. I have the freedom of speech to share my opinion just as others have the freedom of speech to share their opinion. And he didn't do anything wrong. He said, I was just simply stating a biological fact on the front of my T-shirt and it wasn't done to hurt or upset anyone and none of the kids apparently had any issue with it. So it's interesting, and this kid's sort of gone viral, um, and he went to the school board and he gave a little testimony at the school board um, <laughs> representing himself, you know, this little yeah. 12-year-old. You can watch it for about three minutes and it's interesting. And so this is where things are going. Mm. So this kid has been sent home for wearing a T-shirt. There are only two genders. Amazing. Amazing. What else have you got, Pastor Danny? We've only got a few seconds left, so. A few seconds. Um, well. Shall we save it? Uh, yeah, we, we might have to save it. Um, yeah, I think we'll save it. Okay. <laughs> I, I just can't. I can't spit it out like GPT. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's listen to Ben and Noel, and they're going to bring to us a song entitled I Am Yours, after which we will continue.
Ben and Noel, I am yours and this is the Looking Up program on the 7th of June 2023 and a reminder that we we have a giveaway for the first five people to text in today's code word. It's a little book by Ellen G. White entitled God's Holy Word. Is it still worth dying for? During what we call the Dark Ages, Satan used counterfeiting, compromising and frightening tactics to create a whole false system of religion that hardly resembled Christ's original church. The Bible was either abandoned or locked up so no one could read it. Paganism, atheism and politics were mixed with truth until mostly error was left. But God has always had his faithful people, the Waldenses, the Albigenses and the Huguenots and there were many others who stood faithful for God's word. If you want to read more about it, you will want to get your hands on this book. The first five people to text in today's code word will receive this copy, uh, their copy and the number is 0488 Eight one seven six two four, and the code word again is L U two three holy. That's the letters L U numbers two three and the word holy all together. No spaces, no emojis. Text that L U two three holy to zero four eight 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 one seven six two four. Fantastic. Well, <laughs> this has been a crazy show. They're, they're, yeah. they're all very crazy and organic. Now, th- this show could never be run by ChatGPT. You know why? Because it's not quick enough. It's, no, this is just way too organic. This it's is true. just way too. I mean, did you did you read those bios? I did. I mean, your bio, my bio. I mean, the language it's that he's used. Very flowery, so wasn't it? Flowery, sophisticated. You know, just proper. All you the know, things we aren't. All affirming, <laughs> encouraging, nice. All the things I'm not. <laughs> You're okay. No, no. I'm like, you and Shell are doing all right. It's just me. But all right, I got I got My sister. My good old, my sister. I'm gonna Sisters are wonderful. Throw her under the bus. I'll throw her under the bus. And um, <laughs> no, I'm just saying that jokingly. She sends me articles um, for the radio program. Literally, I don't need any. I don't need to go doing my own research. I don't know where she comes across these things. I guess she's on Facebook and some of these social media. And I'm not on any social media. What? I'm not on any social it's 2023. media. 2023. I'm not. I, seriously, I don't Chat have GPT. Time. You're on Chat GPT oh, well. and not on social media. <laughs> I know. I've like skipped. <laughs> I've gone from I've gone from snail mail to Chat GPT. <laughs> not quite. But I'm um, like, you know, no, seriously, I don't have Facebook. I don't have Twitter. I don't People have Instagram. People like you are rare. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're very, very rare. So I don't have any social media, so I'm not up to speed on what's going on, but my sister feeds me information. She sent me this from the Daily Mail. We're going to eventually get to our Bible study. Okay. <laughs> we will. I promise, Mike, we'll get to it in just a little bit. But this is all part of it. Uh-huh. This is all part of the pendulum swing. This is like in real time, all these illustrations. Anyway, she sent me this from the Daily Mail. Um, exclusive love is in the air. A-I- Capital A-I with a small R. Get it? Mm. 
Okay. New York <laughs> mum, okay, 36. Yeah. This New York mum who's 36, she's got a couple of kids. She's married a virtual husband what? whose name is Aaron, who is powered by artificial intelligence. <laughs> and why did she marry him? You ready for this? Yep. Here we go, Shell. He doesn't judge or come with baggage. <laughs> oh, that's the perfect husband. You can you can program the perfect AI husband to do as he is told. Yeah. I mean, I do that and I'm not AI because I do what my wife tells me. Because seriously, have I told you this? I probably haven't told you this. But before I got married, I rem- I'll never forget. I, d- I know the lady and I remember where I was. I was in the car park of the seven, seven, Seventh-day Adventist Church there in Melbourne, the church I was actually born in. You were born in a church. Well, not not well. I was literally born across. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was we already, know yeah. What you mean, yeah, I was in the Footscray Western General Hospital. But anyway, that's the church that I grew up in. So, um, anyway, um, I'll never forget. I'm in the car park, and I've only got I don't know a few weeks before I get married. I dropped into Melbourne. I got married on January one. I mean, mm-hmm. who gets married on January one? Because I've got a bad memory, so that way I'll never forget my anniversary. <laughs> because I've forgotten my wife's birthday once. I told you about that story, didn't I? Yeah, wasn't yeah, like, a good story, was it? It wasn't a good story, so we won't go there. Anyway, um. I'll never forget her advice. She says, Danny, you're about to get married. And I was about to get married in a couple of weeks' time or so. She says, you've got one of two options only. And that is you can either be right or you can be happy. <laughs> I chose to be happy. And so it's, it's worked out really well. Anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this, this is just crazy. This is just crazy. And then she sent me this other, this other crazy, uh, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know where, she, but you had heard of this. Um, this British glamour magazine, um, I would not be calling it a glamour magazine, it featured on its front cover a pregnant transgender who is the author of a children's book about the miracle of male birth. Ooh. This, it's a woman, obviously, who is now trans, um, but women can only give birth. Men cannot give birth. It's a biological, scientific fact that has been known for the last six That's millennia. Right. And yet, facts don't change. And yet, this woman who has transitioned um, and, you know, to be a male is pregnant. You can see it. Like, you can see it on the thing. It's on the front cover of Glamour magazine. And um, it's just, and this is just where we are today. And this is where the pendulum has swung. I mean, you could not, with all, with all sincerity, with all respect, uh, I respect everyone, but truth is truth. Mm. Truth is truth. Women only can get pregnant. That's right. That's the bottom line. That's right. You cannot, you cannot be a male. It's been that and, way for centuries, for millennia. For millennia, <laughs> since the days of Adam and Eve. Since God made the world. And so why we would do this, I have no idea. Anyway, I'm going to be in Melbourne um, this weekend. I oh, might yeah. just throw that in there. Yeah, I'm going to be in Melbourne, and I'm doing a four-part series. Never shared this before. And one of the subjects is on the pendulum swing, so it's going to be fast-paced. So if there's anyone who's listening in Melbourne, I'm going to be at the Werribee. Seventh-day Adventist Church on Friday, Friday night, this Friday night and Saturday morning. And I'm also going to be at the Point Cook um, uh, Library where I'll be doing two more meetings. So it's four meetings altogether. It's going to be full on. The first one is entitled A World on the Brink. The second one is When the Pendulum Swings. The third one is End Time Superglue. And the fourth one is The Final Showdown. 
You should come and share that stuff back here. Yeah, I will be. I will be sharing that um, here. And that's what we're doing here, but we're doing it in little bits and pieces. But there I'm sort of packaging it all. Anyway, if you're interested, Mm -hmm. you can go to the website for all the details. The website is Mm discoverhope.life. Discoverhope.life. So um, the website's got all the details, where the Werribee Seventh-day Adventist Church is, or you can just Google it, and the Point Cook um, library. So I'm going to be there this weekend in person. So oh, if there's any exciting. listeners, any listeners, come. I'd love to meet you. I'd you love to meet you. You can see Pastor Danny in the flesh. Oh, boy. And it's your your life will never be the same. <laughs> Not sure for the better. <laughs> but anyway. That's exciting stuff. Yeah, we'll have so. to keep that in our prayers. That's yeah, exciting. absolutely. Absolutely. Now, just a couple more things um, before we before we continue with our Bible study. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canada. Okay, this is on the Canadian government website um, regarding, you know, the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is, you know, Pride Month. Jude is Pride Month. And, you know, just that word pride. That's how sin came into this universe, through pride. And so, you know, that that, that just says so much in and of itself. But there's new terminology. Um, There is, you've heard of LGBTIQ or QI plus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now there is... 2SLGBTQI+. So they've put the 2S at the beginning yeah. of the LGBT. Do you know what? Yeah, I know what it means. I Do you? For. I had no idea. Two-spirit? Yes. You're one step ahead of me. Yeah, absolutely. But is it? what does it mean? Well, it means... Um, it can be both? Uh, the the, the, the two-spirit thing. Um, where are we here? Um, yeah, no, uh, because I think it's I think it's tapping into the indigenous community. Um, um yeah, those who identify with the indigenous community, the two-spirit people mm-hmm. that recognizes the two-spirit people. And I had a look here at its glossary. You know, this is on the Canadian website. Mm-hmm. You know, air, aromantic, uh, biphobia, and, you know, all these different terms um, that some of, them, some of them I knew, some of them I did not. I had to, um, yeah, read the... Read the, um, you know, the definition. In fact, um, you know, cisgender. I had to, I had to find out what that was. I mean, I've, I've heard it a number of times. What is that? Cisgender. It's a person who identifies with the gender they were assigned at birth. Mm. So if you identify as a female and I identify as a male, we are cisgender. I don't know where they got that term from or why they came up with that but anyway it just it just shows you where where things are at and uh, the christian community there are many christian churches that are jumping on board and i'm not sure if you've heard of affirming sunday have you heard of affirming sunday yeah i went onto the website there affirming sunday you can google it and uh, this is a, a christian movement in the united states of america as far as i understand and on june 4 so that's the first sunday in june they stand together as churches across the country mm-hmm. in order to affirm, you know, the LGBTQIA plus community. And uh, there's a website there that encourages uh, churches to jump on board and uh, to have, you know, an inclusive sermon on that day um, to invite a guest speaker who identifies as LGBTQIA+, to share their experiences and insights, fostering understanding, empathy, and unity within the congregation. Um, They offer educational resources. So so this is now, um, yeah, it's it's come into the Christian community and the Christian community is encouraged to go down this road. So it's called Affirming Sunday. 
Wow, I'm just looking that up, and I'll look it up further yeah. later. That's so interesting, isn't it? Look, everybody seems to be trying to find their identity and they work do. themselves out, but the greatest identity is the one that we discover in the Bible, Amen. where we discover that we belong to a to, to God. Amen. And He made us male and female, and we're made in the image of God. And there's nothing better than there's no that. greater identity than yeah. that. So, who would want to attack the image of God? The devil. The enemy of God. So this is where all this is coming from. And the best way to hurt God is to hurt his children. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think we'll probably uh, pause it there. Mm-hmm. And um, and for the next few minutes now and then after the news, we will we'll get started into our Bible study. So why don't we just start off with a prayer and then we'll do a bit of an introduction today because that's all we'll have time for. And then next week we'll continue. All right. You want to have a prayer for us? Loving Father in heaven, as we study the Bible together with our listeners now, we just invite your Holy Spirit to be our teacher, to be our guide, to help us understand your word. And we pray this in these crazy times. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, we want to take a look at this pendulum swing. Um, And so when it comes to what the Bible has to say. We're going to look at a couple of scriptures um, to begin with, and uh, then I'm going to give uh, just a a brief summary of the pendulum swing during the Christian era for the last 2,000 years. So it's interesting what the Bible has to say um, regarding what will happen at the end of time. Would you like to take your Bible out, and we're going to read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 to 6. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 1 to 6. The Bible says, But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Mm. So here you have um, a passage where the Apostle Paul is talking about the end of time. He's talking about the coming of Jesus. And he says, you're not in darkness. You will know because I am sharing with you. At the end of time, there is going to be a cry for peace and safety. Mm. So let me ask you, Sharissa. If there's a cry for peace and safety, <clears throat> if there is a cry around the world for peace and safety, what kind of world will we be living in just before Jesus comes? A very dangerous one, a world in upheaval and oh, chaos. Absolutely, absolutely. Are we seeing that today? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, peace and safety. Lots well, of crime too. It is a crime. Lots of crime. Oh, sorry. Yes, I come with you. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of crime. Yeah. And um, so we've, we've talked about immorality and there's a lot of crime. So basically the days of Noah and the days of Lot um, uh, are upon us. And so this will bring the world to a point where we will be on the brink. We've been talking about that, a world on the brink. And then there will be the cry for how do we get this train back on the tracks? Because people, everyday people, there's 8 billion of them in the world, they will wake up one day and say, we cannot go down this road, enough is enough. There will be a pendulum swing. How will that happen and what's happened in history? That is what we're going to be looking at after 
the news. Ah, this program's going too quickly. Paul Zach is going to bring to us the Lord's Prayer, then there will be the news, and we will continue these, these thoughts right after that. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed it be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as everyone you're listening to a repeat of our live show looking up that's right and if you think this is good you'll definitely want to tune in on wednesdays at 3 30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate there's a free giveaway that you can claim you can text in your questions and prayer requests live is so much more fun so catch you then been having so much fun time has just run away on I us know, it's like five today. o'clock <laughs> it is already so we better get straight to it go ahead all right so um so we've been talking about all these news items that are showing that our world is heading to the left our world is heading you know to the cliff mm-hmm. um and where to from here are we going to head off the cliff or is someone going to stop the train and say hey you know um, we need a we need to chart a different course for civilization because we cannot keep going like this, and so the Bible says there will be the cry of peace and safety, which we looked at already in First Thessalonians five three, and that's in the context of the second coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now it's interesting that Jesus spoke of this kind of scenario that would bring about a pendulum swing that will bring about persecution and the final events of Bible prophecy. 
Jesus spoke that in Matthew 24. It's in Revelation. Um, now, before we get to those scriptures, I want to take a look at the Western civilization and the pendulum swings that have taken place. There's really three key pendulum swings, so it's easy to remember. One, two, three. Mm-hmm. The first one was when our Western civilization, and I'm talking about the last 2,000 years, so Christian Western civilization, okay, mm-hmm. in the last 2,000 years, we went from pagan Rome to Constantine's Christianity. From pagan Rome to Constantine's Christianity. Let's unpack that for a little bit. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. So where the church was being persecuted, and you can read about that in Revelation, you know, the second church Mm -hmm. in Revelation, um, the church of Smyrna, Mm -hmm. experiences heavy persecution. And it says, you know, for 10 days you'll be, you know, you will have tribulation 10 days, but be faithful. Mm -hmm. Um, And those 10 days represent 10 years. And many, you know, Bible um, scholars um, believe that that 10-year period is the period of Emperor Diocletian, who ruled and reigned from about 303, well, it was, it was during the period of his reign, and that period of 10 years was 303 to 313 AD. That's right. Okay, And who do you have following Diocletian? You've got Constantine. Mm-hmm. And so Constantine becomes a Christian, and he now transforms the Roman Empire from being pagan oriented and and you know with all their gods and all their immorality and so on and so forth, now it becomes Christian. Okay, so you've got the pagans; they bring in their idols, they bring in their day of worship, you know, mm. which was Sunday, into the Christian church. So now we go from pagan Rome, okay, this secular hedonistic, um, you know, immoral society because. Rome, the Roman society was based on two overall principles, cultural religious principles. One was sexual immorality mm-hmm. and the other one was idolatry. And guess what we have today in, a, in, in the Western world? Both of those. We have both of those. So we went from pagan Rome to Constantine's Christianity. That continued for a period of 1,500 years, okay, where the church and the state were in bed together. Okay, and we've got the church state, you know, the Church of Rome or the pagan Christian church, however you want to refer to it, the papal, the papal church. So for 1,500 years. And then comes the French Revolution. So then the pendulum swings the other way. Mm. Okay, so we've got... We've got Reactionary. We've got a reaction. We've got a reaction. People had a gutful of the church and the state telling everyone what to do. You had the rich and the super poor. Good point. Okay. The rich and the super poor. And so then we go from apostate Christianity, as I refer to it, to the French Revolution and the birth of a secular atheistic worldview. And that's where we are today. And so the pendulum now swung to the left. Okay. And it's been swinging for the last 200 plus years Mm. to the left. It's going to come hard to the right. And then Revelation and we d- we'll discover here in um, in Matthew, you know, Mark and Luke, where Jesus talks about the signs of his coming. We're going to move from this godless secular worldview that we are in right now to the final worship showdown, mm. where once again church and state are going to get into bed together, mm. and in order to persecute God's people, who were, who was who was the prime target of persecution during the Dark Ages. Was it the secular or was it the church? It was the church. 
the, the well, people of faith, I should That's say, right, yeah. people of faith, God's people of faith, mm-hmm. who went with the Bible and the Bible alone, who wanted to worship Christ according to the dictates of their conscience, they were being persecuted. And that will happen once again at the end of time when church and state get back into bed together. That's the That's third so pendulum interesting. swing. I'm, I'm really ha- glad that you alerted us to those ones in the past because it just makes it so clear how it will happen again. Yep. So, so they're the three. So we're we're in the we're in the tail end of the second pendulum swing that's been going on for over two hundred years mm-hmm. since the days of the French Revolution, and it's about to head in the other direction, mm. from a godless secular worldview to the final worship showdown where church and state get into bed together. And that's all to in Bible about, prophecy. That's all in Bible prophecy. So let me share that with you. Go to Matthew twenty-four. So you're in Matthew. Um, 24. And today is just a bit of a, an introduction. Next week we'll continue just as well. We've got this program every week. I mean, if we were to share all this really quick, what would we have to share? I mean, seriously. We'd still have lots to share. <laughs> yeah, Matthew 24. This is uh, also referred to as the mini apocalypse, as you know. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. Matthew 24 and the signs of Jesus coming. Read verses 4 to 8 to begin with, and then we'll take a look at the pendulum swing after that. All right, verse 4. Then, and Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Mm. So what do we have here? So we have here the world in turmoil. Yeah, it seems like the world today. <laughs> exactly. And so will people be crying out for peace and safety? Absolutely. Wars, Absolutely. rumors of wars. Yeah. Pestilences. Earthquakes, famines. All that. Okay, we're experiencing all that and mm. that will only get worse. Now, the cry will be we need peace, we need safety. Mm-hmm. We need to get back to morals and values that have stood the test of time because the way we are going is destroying our mm. world, destroying our planet, you name it. You know, we're soon going to become extinct. Mm-hmm. Now the pendulum will swing. Then, have a look at verse 9. Then. They, verse 9 to 14 is the pendulum swing. They already hints at it with the, the mm-hmm, word then. Mm-hmm. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my namesake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Mm, fascinating. Fascinating. I, I, yeah, it is fascinating. I've never quite noticed the word then so much yes, as I so, did just then. So, so, so these sorrows that mm. will come upon the world will bring about the pendulum to swing the other way. Mm. Okay, And in this Time magazine, which we won't go into today, you've got a, a lead story here, um, a main story of, of Ron DeSantis mm-hmm. and, um, and his idea that we need to get, we need to get this train back on the rails. Uh, we need to head in the other direction. So what you're saying is, according to what Jesus said, that he's not the only one who's going to feel that way. That's exactly right. So that's going to be that's going to be the general feeling, and that's going to be the cry of the world. Mm. And so they're going to say, "Enough is enough." And it's interesting that all these things happened before the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. 
let me let me run through this with you as a summary. So we've already looked at uh, we've looked at these scriptures. Um, you have got you know God's people. Satan will blame God's faithful people for the increasing disasters that will be taking place when the pendulum swings the other way. Mm-hmm. God's people will face trials and tribulations as they did in the days before the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. Even some were killed, which we have here. It was a time of great tribulation and persecution for God's people, at which time many gave up their lives for Christ. We know that. Who did Nero blame for the burning of Rome? The Christians. He blamed the Christians. Many fell by the wayside when persecution came before 70 AD, and that's going to happen again at the end of time. Families turned on family members and friends on friends. Mm-hmm. Okay, we had a taste of that during COVID. The faithful witness before various political and re- <laughs> excuse me, religious leaders. The Holy Spirit gave the faithful wisdom and words to speak. We also have false prophets who predicted peace and safety for the residents of Jerusalem when there was no true peace and safety. And that's going to happen at the end as well when the pendulum swings. And because of the transgression of God's law, the love of many grew cold, and God's law will be in the firing line in particular, the heart of God's law and the fourth commandment, which will be where the showdown takes place. So God's law will be front and center. So this is what this is speaking of um, in context in particular. The faithful need patience and endurance. Mm-hmm which is Revelation 14, 12. You know, here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. So that will be at the end. And in this perilous time, before 70 AD, for God's people, the gospel went to the entire inhabited Roman world, according to the Apostle Paul. And so the gospel, at the end of time, during this most turbulent time, will go to the whole world by God's end-time people who are faithful to him, and who will not bend the knee when the church and the state come back together. Mm-hmm. Amazing. History is going to repeat. History will repeat. Now, if you want to go to Daniel, okay. Daniel also describes this day. Daniel 12, sorry, no, not Daniel 12, Daniel chapter 11. Yeah. Daniel chapter 11. Yeah. Daniel chapter 11 and verse 4. 40, if you want to read verse 40. At that time of the end, the king of the south shall attack him, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots, horsemen, with many ships, and he shall enter the countries, overwhelm them, and pass through. Okay, so I don't have time to unpack all this. This is at the end of chapter 11 where you've got the king of the south and the king of the north. Mm-hmm. Okay that are in battle with one another. The king of the south basically represents, you know, atheism, secularism, that represents the left mm-hmm. and what we have taking place right now. But it says, at the time of the end, the king of the south will attack him. That is the king of the north, which represents papal-led Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will be resurrected. And we'll go to Revelation 13.3 if we have time. Maybe not today, maybe next week, where it talks about this power church and state being resurrected at the end of time in Revelation 13.3 where it says this power that had a deadly wound would receive healing, miraculous healing, and the whole world would wonder Mm -hmm. after this power. And it says, so the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind and with chariots, horsemen, and so forth. So basically this is speaking of that pendulum swing. 
So it will come, and we are heading, and it's going to come like a whirlwind, just as it says here with chariots, horsemen. This is this is describing a scene where it's going to come like a tsunami. Like an overwhelming surprise. Like an overwhelming surprise. And that's what it says. Look, it uses the words, and he shall enter the countries, overwhelm them, and pass through. It's right there in the text. And then it goes on and describes the work of the king of the north or when church and state unite and when religious laws are placed, placed uh, passed, I should say, beginning in the United States and then spreading throughout the entire world. Mm. So that is where we are and that is where we're going to continue um, you know, when we return next week. So that social upheaval will bring about the pendulum which will swing the other way like a whirlwind. Mm, amen. And it will be overwhelming. It's going to overwhelm every single country. That's what it says. Wow. Well, God's told us ahead of time so that we can be prepared. Amen. And uh, put our faith in him and keep looking up no matter what happens in this world. So let's listen to the Battle Hymn of the Republic. How about we do that? And then we'll have some final thoughts as we wrap up today's study. eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He hath loosed the fateful lightning Of his terrible swift sword His truth is marching on Glory, glory, hallelujah Glory, glory, hallelujah Glory, glory, hallelujah, his truth is marching on. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea. With the glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. As he died to make men holy, let us live us make men free, while God is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah, glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah, his truth is marching on, his truth is marching on. Amen. I feel like that was a really good song to hear right now. Oh, we desperately needed to hear that. We did. His truth is marching on. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We need to hear his truth. Well, uh, as we wrap up today's study, it's gone so quick. What would you like to leave with our listeners? Well, I'd like to leave the words that Jesus shared in Matthew 24. Um, he said in verse 35, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will 
by no means pass away. Mm. So we can put our faith and trust in God's word. And each week we see the fulfillment of the word of God mm-hmm. more and more clear every single week. And uh, Jesus said, you know, as we see these things, you know, we are not to become despondent or discouraged, but mm-hmm. as we continually share, we need to be looking up. And I love the words here of Jesus in Matthew 24 and verse 30 and 31, where he speaks of what will be the climax of human history. You know, AI is not going to destroy humanity. We know that. We don't need to be afraid of that or nuclear means or the climate or whatever. Because Jesus said, after the gospel has been preached to the whole world, in verse 30 and 31, then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. That's that beautiful song we just listened to. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to another. Mm. So that's how human history mm-hmm. will come to an end. That's how humanity and its history here on this sin planet will come to an end. It will come to an end through the coming of Jesus. And at the end of the millennium, God's going to create all things new. We're going to have a brand new world in which righteousness dwells. Amen. Earth 2.0, the, the real final pendulum <laughs> swing will be the one that God initiates. Amen. And that's going to last forever. We'll just swing right out. <laughs> and never swing back. We'll never swing back. Praise God for that. Thank you so much, Pastor Danny. Would you close for us in prayer? Sure. Father in heaven, we want to thank you and praise you again for your word. Lord, as we see this world spiraling out of control more and more. We thank you for the sure word of prophecy. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us the ultimate heads up in your word. You have told us that we need not be as those who are in darkness. But, Lord, we have the light. We have your word, which is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path to, to tell us, Lord, the things that are happening around us, we know where these things are heading. And we know, Lord, how the story ends. We've read the back of the book, your book, the Bible. And we know, Lord, that you will ultimately set up your everlasting kingdom, which will reign forever and ever, where justice and mercy and peace and joy and happiness and truth and righteousness will reign forevermore. Lord, we want to be part of your kingdom. We want to be part of those who are the elect when they see you in the clouds of heaven, and we believe that day is not that far distant, we will together cry out, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he has come to save us. This is the Lord. We have, we have trusted in him, and he has come to bring in his salvation. So, Lord, we're looking forward to that day. We can't wait for that day. May we share this news with those near and far. And until we meet again, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we have so enjoyed your company today. We hope you enjoyed today's program. I know I did. It's very informative. And I'm looking forward to next week as we continue to step through the signs of the times. Am I, am I correct? Is that mm, what we're yeah, doing? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> then we're not going anywhere else. It'll be the same, approximately the same sort of thing next week. So don't miss it. Same time next week. Stay on this channel for our next program. The Drive Time program is coming to you live from 
Adelaide. And, uh, yeah, we really look forward to your company again. Please tell your friends about this program and tell them about Faith FM and they too can receive a blessing. As we leave you, may you never forget that fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up, so keep looking up. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up should the tears begin to start. With a prayer, all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me
flame. I will tend the poor and lame. I will set a feast for them. My hand will save. Finest bread I will provide till their hearts be satisfied. I will give my life to them. Whom shall I send? Here I am, Lord. Is it I? 